Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quiro, you have your Undersquare Lobby shirt. Other people don't have it. They want shirts from the podcast. But you know what I started doing? Because we can't sell them. We don't want to sell them. It's too much trouble selling online. i got to create an account. Anybody who signs up on the Patreon for the boss tier for a yearly subscription, a year boss tier, they're getting shirts. Oh, that's very nice. Isn't that, isn't that easier? Yeah. Yeah, doesn't I that suggest make it so going simple? that route. Yeah. Because you're here anyway. You're here anyway. Just I, do it. Yeah, so yearly subs, that's it. That's all I'm plugging at the start of the show. Guides, thank you for coming. I just got a notification that my stocks are oh, falling 5%. We were, nice. <laughs> we were just talking. I told you I sold Moderna stock. By the way, I hear that the Moderna vaccine is the good one. Is that what I hear? Because I don't, I don't pay attention to the news anymore, mm-hmm. but I got this from you know the horse's mouth, which is literally my parents who are of the age of needing the vaccine urgently. How old are horses? How old do they do horses get? Look that up aside. How old do horses get? I'm gonna guess horses going to sixty. Horse sixty? Huh? That's impressive. I'm guessing forty to sixty horse. Aside, how old do horses get? Twenty-five to thirty years. Twenty-five to thirty years. Uh, okay. I was optimistic. <laughs> yeah. For, for That's still a lot, though. That's a a horse. If you have a baby horse. That's a lifetime with a horse. Apparently, it costs about five, six grand for a horse, but then you got to pay for the maintaining, which is called like another, you know. It's like having a boat. You got to take care of it. Well, it's like having a private plane. You got to have the pilot. Yeah. Uh, But a horse, you have to have the stable and the guy to brush it and say, Mr. Edge doing good today, Mr. Pantelis. But if you own a horse and you just want a horse, shouldn't you be the guy that brushes it? Aren't there guys that you see on YouTube where like there are the, guys ho- the, the horse is in the house and the or oh well well Arnold Schwarzenegger has donkeys in his house mule mules I guess I don't believe I don't know the difference I know George Clooney had a legit pig uh, okay don't talk like he got a divorce don't talk about her like that that that's his business if he uh, wants to talk about her if he, he wants to talk he, about her like that that's his business but I don't think we should do it did he divorce Samal um, I don't didn't he have every girlfriend known to man wasn't he banging everyone this guy if ever. I've had very, very limited girlfriend experience. No, Clooney experience in my okay. life. But I have had Clooney experience. Been in the same room, chatted hello, and saw what he does to people around him. Inappropriate? No, the effect he I has. I know, on, I'm busting oh, your balls. Like at Globe and Buonanotte, it's unlike anybody I've ever seen. Wizard. It, it's. He's very captivating, especially to the women. Yeah. Uh, guys, can't, I mean, I've stood next to DiCaprio and I could say, this is a fucking handsome man. Literally because he had, he had um, tissue here and he had just had made, he was just about to shoot and he was looking at the monitor, happened to be the monitor next to me. He came to see what he just shot. Uh, and I looked at him and I'm like, this guy's got great skin, handsome guy. But nowhere near the... Charisma, the, the, the energy, the aura that Clooney gives off. I was 
more shocked that this guy got married than I'd be like, or oh, it's a sham, or he needed a girl to make babies with because this guy ain't. Uh, and I'm not trying to say he's a man whore. I'm saying the amount of that's all he. That's all he sells all day long is this char. This I don't know. This charm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think he was because uh, you're speaking of Clooney. It made me think of him being Batman. I actually started watching the new Snyder cut of Justice League. Okay. I saw the first hour because it's four hours long. Is but he always has that blue ice cold look. Who? Uh, Affleck uh, or Clooney? Uh, 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 oh, Schneider. Yeah. yeah. So so far in this one, it is a, a little cold, but not. Everybody looks like they're in a freezer. There's. Yeah, it's not as bad in this version that I saw. The only thing that I found interesting, and I, I'm bringing it up because you're a film buff and, and you would like it. So I started playing it on uh, HBO Max, and right away it says this movie, and it said it quick. You know, normally they say we adapt the ratio for film. It said a different message. It says this is four by three. Deal with it, basically. And it just cuts to the movie, and the movie is widescreen. It's just four by three. The rest is black. Usually it goes the other way around. So right away I thought, oh, what the fuck is it? What's going on? Like, what's this issue? And then I looked online and it goes, no, Snyder, uh, HBO, they all said, no, you know, this was meant to be seen a certain way in the movie theater. It's not the way it's happening now. You're going to watch it four by three at home. I prefer. I got used to widescreen, and when I was young, I that's, I, quite, that's quite ballsy. It's very ballsy because when it, I was young, yet, I hated widescreen. But yet it's old school. It's very old school. Do you remember, have you ever seen enough of this? Are you old enough to see this? Your mother watching some Italian or old Greek TV show? She never watched or Italian. Movie or movie where all the heads are skinny and pressed in? I've seen, yeah, the shitty conversion. Yeah. I remember a lot of movies like that where it was just accepted. Yeah, like well, the, you know the what it was on TV now because they didn't do the this has been formatted to fit. They your didn't screen. format it. It was the movies here. It's because the way they would uh, steal, they literally just smashed in a movie and fit yeah. it in a TV. Because they grab, would record grab the other end, Bill. <laughs> the way they would record movies to sell them at, like, let's say Italian <coughs> or Greek video stores, it would be it, well, it'd be dubbed. But the way they would double it up, so the, it, it was like how now you send in like an HDMI signal. So it wasn't the it wasn't compatible. So it's basically this is the video I'm seeing. It's all squished up. Well, this is what I'm recording. So they weren't recording what was on the tape. They were recording what was um, misviewed from the prompter. They're and they were recording that in. like the feed. Yeah, and then they were giving the you that. They were renting you that, and it was so shit. There was bad edits. There was weird. I was like, this is not in the original movie. There is a market for that in collectors, for those kind of movies, um, for all of that. There's a market for. First edition Armenian pressed music. You know, there's like a market for everything. Yeah. Uh, there's a market for podcasts. I love those. Um, okay, you have the thrift shop, but then you have the fancy thrift shop where they the guy knows what he's doing, so he'll he'll have uh, something really cool you don't see anymore. You know, I like those kind of shops. You know what has shops like that is Sydney, Australia, and Melbourne. You're obsessed with that place, by the way. You I love really it. am. I, I because. You just, you'll see. I'm telling you, you'll see. Well, uh, when things open up, I plan on doing some comedy uh, there. So, and I'll and I'll I and and I'll get you there the most physically tolerable on your body way. It's the it's you do the you do the nine hour flight to Hawaii. You chill for ten hours. You go to the beach, then you go to the hotel, take a shower, take a nap, wake up, take another ten hour flight. That's the only way to do it. I've done it three times. All the other ways, you're dead. Don't do the six, the twelve hour from LAX. Do it my way, believe me, because 
your body clock is going to be slowly adjusting. Because if you do that delta from LAX straight to Sydney, the next day at 4 p.m., it's going to be like 5 a.m. for you. You're finished. So yeah. Well, I, you have steered me wrong many times, but this no, I might this take. This one, I, 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 I stick by it. I've done it. I, I like to like Shaq when he says, "I won't. I don't eat Wheaties. I don't want care. I don't want to sell Wheaties. I just like the product. If I'd done it, I like it. So that's me. I've flown that way. That's what works for me. I'm telling you. So you think Shaq likes the general insurance? I think he likes the general insurance. They don't have the general insurance here, do they? The commercial in Canada. I don't, I, I, well, then again, I'm always watching American. So yeah, might there's be, so many might New York. Reason. You know those like, like. The appliance specialist is Corbett. That's only that's, Montreal. That's a commercial that goes on here a lot. Yeah. The New York versions of commercials like this are, are just local. It's um, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Call 1-800-MATTRESS. Yeah, 1-800-MATTRESS, uh, Am. Do you suffer from mesophilioma? Call the law offices of fucker and fucker. <laughs> There's and those. it's I, I love when they say stuff like, uh, "Did you shop at Toys R Us in Manhattan yeah. in 1998? You might be yeah. due some money." Did <laughs> you look at 9/11 on TV in yeah. Lower Manhattan? Yeah. You might be eligible. Did Donald Trump hurt your feelings? Well, go uh, fuck yourself. Yeah, it's a. <laughs> then there's the general, which is the, then there's I'm George Foreman for Renaissance. <laughs> Why buy a house when you just rent the furniture? You being a crazy uh, movie buff, do you have Netflix? Cause you don't, I uh, you don't, don't watch I, anything new. Uh, I don't have Netflix now um, by choice. There's a documentary you would like. Is it the Facebook one? No, I mean the social media one. No, Someone you can watch that anywhere. Someone told me about that. One. That'll just teach. That'll teach you something that I've been telling you for years. Social media is bad for you. Um, no, it's it's about Blockbuster. Oh, Kevin Smith is in it. A lot of different actors that worked in Blockbuster when they were young. Yeah, I, 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 that my formative. You know, I worked in a video store for three years. It was very interesting. Loved my video store. You worked at a video store, so you. I always wanted I, to work at a video store. I, I, I never got the, the chance. I know the cover. Even if I would play, sure, you tell me a movie, a time to kill. I could tell you what the cover looks like. I never seen. I the believe movie. it. I believe Matthew it. Matthew yeah. McConaughey, Sandra Bullock, a courtroom. I used to spend hours at the video store. Demi Moore, the juror. The, which uh, video store was it? An Italian one. It was. Uh, it's now a Dollarama. It's on Queen Mary. And the carry, it was next to Snowden Nickelodeon video. It was called Video Max. The other Video Max was across from that French pub on Papino and Sobe you did a comedy at. It's a police station now. That was the other Video Max. And Mike Migliera, the casting director, worked at that video store with me. And Patrick Hakim, the comedian, we all worked there. Claudio, Fuck, and I wish we I had we store. set up our own kind of like YouTube before YouTube. Like on a Friday night, we'd lock up, get ripped. And record stuff. And uh, everybody would have to go find a tape, set it up to where the best part is, and we would have to outdo each other from clips. Oh, okay, okay. Who has the funnier clip? Who has the, the best, best clip? clip. Like, yeah. oh, put this, oh. Like, I remember mine was, it was it was just uh, Marty McFly skating up to the Twin Pines Mall. That's where I started. And, and Claudio Capri was in that too? No, Claudio, Claudio, my friend who's a cop now. Oh, okay, okay. Ironically, the guy who taught me how to smoke weed. <laughs> that sounds like a cop. Um, he taught you how to smoke it, and then he started beating you with a nightstick. I never got more stoned than with this guy. Wait, so you actually had, because it was my I, dream I, I when was I was young. I was Tarantino for a while. Like, I know, and this place had a whole upstairs vintage 
uh, Kung Fu section, an old Burt Reynolds movie. There's two floors. Yeah, called Malone. The porn section, the one that you have to go like through the, it was all of The it. barn doors. And then you get to see like this cute little old man. Like, oh, Mr. Walters, nice to see you again. How are you? And he gives you double ebony black gay porn. <laughs> that kind of shit. Did you? Corey Haim had a, had a membership. Did you um, did you work there and quit, or did you get fired? Or were you there during the fall of video stores? I worked there and then went to New York. Okay, so you quit, you left, and you yeah. were trying to pursue film. You, you ever thought? Did you ever think about uh, what happened to Blockbuster? Because I thought I knew the story until I watched I the think documentary. There's one left. There's still one left. Yeah, now that's and, uh, what it's about. The, I, I know as much as the guy had a chance to buy Netflix, and he said no. It's in the documentary. Because he was too old school and couldn't. No, no, they were doing, they started doing their own on-demand service, you know, online, all that Net shit. Netflix used to be more like Columbia House, if you remember. Yeah, exactly. It was, you put, the, you put the DVD in the mail. But forgetting that, just Blockbuster was about to survive. It was the 2008 uh, crash that fucked them. Wow. Yeah. That's, and then they filed for bankruptcy. That's what fucked them. So I didn't know that either. I thought it was directly Netflix killing them, but they were moving into a, an on-demand service. They were, they were going there. Yeah. Oh, that's a shame. But now they I did. Feel... They proved my point, by the way. Years later, I finally saw this documentary, and, and now I can, you know, people who doubted me can finally see that I was right. So Netflix, uh, Netflix, uh, Blockbuster, and a lot of other video stores did the same thing. No more late fees. You remember this? Okay. When it happened, astronomical late fees. I, I had astronomical late fees, but I remember when it happened. I remember saying, "This," and I was young. I was like, "This is no more late fees. That that can't be good for business. They're gonna lose money." Oh no, you don't know what you're talking about. Late fees are fake. They don't make money off late fees. From one day to the next, the guy at Blockers says, "From one day to the next, when we did the no late fees, from one day to the next, our uh, our revenues went down to a third. Wow, a third. So I wasn't fucking crazy. And I, and it's you proud of yourself for knowing that so young." Yeah, because when I was young, I was like, well, they must make a lot. Like, late fees, the way they pushed them so much, it's got to be because they're making money off it. But it's because they, they reached too much too quickly in the late fees. Rather than going slow like Netflix, $7.99 a month, $10.99, $8.99. They went to $30 late fees, the whole price of the video, right away. And no, they, no. They, oh, yeah, that's how they changed it, too. Yeah, that if you don't bring it back within, like, a let's say, a you, month. You buy it. You bought it. But the thing is, somebody would just return it right before the month ends. And all those yeah. days, they didn't you, you didn't right. collect. It was and so stupid. What a what was that movie with Mo's Def and uh, Jack Black about video store? That was a good movie. Uh, Be kind, it? rewind. No, there you go. That was when good. they were sweeting films. Yeah, I, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, I look fondly. Look I did back, that when I was young. Look back fondly at. The, oh, and let me tell you something. You know, you have the the giant TV behind you to put stuff on, right? And you put stuff movies all day. And I noticed when I would put Rocky because I'm Italian, uh, people would always do the same thing. And it taught me about being captivating. They'd say a snicker, like some comment, be like, oh, Rocky. But let me tell you, they would go like this. Yeah, they'd. I would always watch sometimes. They'd, they'd make fun of it, but they can't stop looking at it. Yeah, there was always something playing, and then you're like, what is that? What's the, yeah, I remember. Like Rocky on TV, still to this day, you'll catch five minutes of it and still watch whatever part of the movie it is. Yeah, why are you mentioning this? Like, people don't like Rocky. It's one of the most beloved no, no, films no, of all I'm time. Saying people that walked into the store, they always had to, especially during the 96, you know, when the sh shitty Stallone and it's, it was popular to make fun of him, like it always is. Just, you know. He's weird, him, because he does get made fun of, and yet people love him. Like, I, I, I like making fun of him, but I like Stallone. I think Stallone's That's entertaining. What I think it is. It's the captivating part. But even when I've spoken to industry insiders, what the fuck does that mean? Some dude's agent that works with the agency in L.A. that where people are, no. 
they always have some kind of shitty comment to say. But they have good things to say about him now. What I think happened to him was he almost redeemed himself. He During that Rambo 3 phase, there's something that happens to 80s stars when they introduce the megastar. Yeah. The Eddie Murphys, the Madonnas, the Prince, the people that came out of the George Michael. The, something about becoming a superstar where they really, for a split second, their head got too big and they really believed their own hype. A lot of them, most of them. Uh, and Stallone was that for sure. And it was. Well, you would be too. Absolutely. If you're doing gay porn in Italy and then you started yeah, doing when, or uh, the, mainstream. The, the party at Kitty and Studs is the movie. Is that the. But then after he got famous, it was re released as the Italian The Italian Stalin, Stalin that's it. It was yeah. called The Party at Kitty and Studs. Interesting. Um, and um, anyway, the, the point being, like I spoke to a woman named Raffaella De Laurentiis. She is the daughter of um, Dino De Laurentiis, the movie producer who produced Conan the Barbarian and Rambo 3 and Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And Raffaella is the aunt of Giada De Laurentiis, the cook from Food Network. I have no idea. You, anyway, that's what I'm saying is you, you're aware of all anyway, these things. So Raffaella tells me, I go, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, Rambo 3, you guys produced it. You know, it was cool. yeah, we were all there with Stallone and even with Stallone. Oh, she rolled her eyes. And uh, I'm like, is it true that he had to have protection? Ariel Sharon, the Ariel Sharon, when he was a general, came to be his personal bodyguard while they were filming in Afghanistan for Rambo 3. And she laughed. She Ariel goes, Sharon? Yeah, the former prime minister of Israel. Wait. He was Hold a general. On. He was like their Norman Schwarzkopf. In a general in what the like the Mossad. Yeah, and he hired Stallone Israeli hired, militants. Stall Stallone hired him as a bodyguard to be. He goes. It was so fucked up that. And Raffaella goes. Stallone himself hired him. That was the kind of attitude she. Yeah, had. like we didn't hire him. Stallone hired. Yeah, him. it was. He would believe his own. Like the guy. He, she goes. He would walk in with a big long mink coat. Like Stallone, muscular as Rambo, with his long hair and a, and a mink coat with chails like this, like it got to his head for a while. You know why though? This was I the time before today, podcasting. Today he's not like that, and he apparently he's a very funny guy in real. Life. This was the time before podcasting, before real people, before long form interviews. So you know what happened back then? When you'd become, a, you would just see everyone that preceded you, and everyone that preceded you seemed like an untouchable godly figure because you would never see the real them you didn't have a chance no. you would catch him in movies and then the short clips on shows haha yes it's very funny you know like in those fake fucking late night shows so you wouldn't see real people so the second you would enter the world you're like oh this is what i have to be you start emulating it now i think we've come to the, the point where people like the real person so they so when you we're get into recognizing it recognizing the difference i think yeah we're and, recognizing that there's human beings and, behind and, them. and that's the biggest problem i have with our prime minister it's not even he's about whether or not the, he's the part. shit. Is that he? Th it's he's at, he's he's doing he's speaking what he thinks he should sound like rather than being what he himself. is. Yeah, but that's again a product of his environment. That's what he grew up in. Everything was fake in front of him. Everything was all for the media. Do this for the media. And and predecessors in this genre mm -hmm. would make fun twenty years ago of the Jocktober. You know the guys yeah. going the fucking uh, well, we're black. Yeah. Hey. I still make fun of them. Yeah, it's great. I. I um, you and I had an interview. Yeah, you remember on, that on 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 uh, a media, popular media radio station. And, the guy went full October. Was kind of like um, you remember Wayne's World two when Harry Shearer 
the voice of the Simpsons, the Spinal yeah. Tap guy, was Handsome Dan. He wasn't listening to a word they were saying, and he was just going, mm-hmm, yeah, 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 uh-huh, changing, uh huh, mm-hmm. and they were like, uh, sphincter says what? Mm-hmm, yeah, oh, that's great, bang, yeah, yeah, he did. And the but the best part about that was like instead of are, and we were trying to promote our show, we were trying to promote a comedy show. So instead of him talking about comedy, actually probably one year ago today, yeah, podcasting or whatever the fuck. Instead of that, what does he say? So uh, your restaurant, you you serving pasta? I it's like, like the pasta. He didn't hear I was like, what? The first thing we spoke about. It's yeah. like he did not register. He knew he was going to go to the restaurant question, no matter what diarrhea came out. But of our what mouth. would what would your personal love of pasta have to do with the fact that you're there promoting a stand up comedy event of the season? Because he was in auto tune, yeah, and was not present. But that's what these radio guys are. That's what a lot of the terrestrial radio guys are. And They're, I have to say, he's still a nice guy, but he does. I'm not going to question his character. I don't lack, know him personally. The lack of awareness. Like, I've had enough personal time with him to say this is a good guy. But I noticed his uh, autopilot. His radio personality. Well, yeah. all right. And now yeah. it's uh, it's 9.15 in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And, and, and what's amazing is sound effects. as a person in real life, if just that guy would talk, how captivatingly, charmingly, wonderfully perfect he would be. But yeah. he's from that world. Yeah. Well, all right, well, coming back with the, the tragically hip. Why are they so tragic, Steve? Well, I don't know, Bill. I hate them. I hate them so fucking much. Our entertainment I, minute with whoever paid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's something, there's something about it that bothers me. And it's it's weird because I grew up in a time where I loved radio, but like, you know, interviews. And there was something about radio that I liked, but I can never find my voice in the radio. I can never find that person or the shows that I'd be like, Oh fuck! These are like me until Opie and Anthony, Ron Opie and Fez, Anthony, they, all these that. Guys I, talk like me. Yeah. Then it? I was like, oh fuck! Okay. Especially more than it was Ron and Fez for me. I started with Ron and Fez. I and I learned about Ron and Fez because I think uh, Opie and Anthony was on before, and then Ron and Fez would start. I got into Ron for, and Fez. First, and Opie. The first they were first, and then they changed. Then first, they, were, they were seven p.m. First they were the one to three p.m., and then Ron and Fez went to seven to eight nine p.m. or something. And then but, Fez left. Yeah, the the way I would listen to them was uh, <clears throat> it was right in the morning. As soon as uh, the ONA show would finish, the next show was Ron and Fez. I they remember all the calling York. Ron to say something and uh, being all nervous. <laughs> so I, I had I remember um, one time I just Ron Bennington looks like he's his his persona is fucking eight feet tall and the guy's like five one. He's fucking funny. He's a, he's a fucking funny dude. But I remember meeting him. I, I went just for laughs years ago. I wasn't part of it. I went to watch Bill Burr Unmasked. And it was uh, the interview with uh, Ronnie B. So I got to meet him there just like, hey, you know, fan or whatever. And then a few years later, when I was at Just for Laughs, I got to see him there again when he was performing. He actually did stand-up same night that Mike was doing. Uh, it was a practice run before the Plaza Zara shows, so it was a lot of fun. And he... And then hadn't a few done months, it in so long. Oh, and he was he was good. And though. he went right back to Pow. And then a few months later, we went to New York, and he was. We did the Bennington show. It was one of the shows that we were on that we went to just promote that we were there and stuff. And it was just for me, you know, Mike likes Ronnie B too, but for me, it was very weird, in good weird. I was like, "Fuck, it's Ronnie yeah. B." Like I still see him as one of the biggest radio That's guys it. ever in in the industry. Or this, he's very respected, dude. He's. I Very love listening. He's funny. He's, he's he like, has he's the like, best interviews. He's like Bobby the Brain Heenan in respect. Everybody yeah. respects this guy. He is a well-rounded. Did you see when he filled in for Artie one of those times? 
for and, and uh, uh, Anthony and when him and the the guy from Delaware, the, the racist guy the had racist come on. Guy, yeah, yeah, I remember that stuff. Yeah, someone was trying to explain it to me a few years ago. You hadn't watched it. I had seen it after someone was trying um, to explain it to me. Ronnie was a class act, and he dug Anthony out of a hole yep, for him. That I remember. Because uh, Anthony became a deer in headlights. He got scared. Maybe it was like his father throwing pasta on the wall as a kid, like he always says. But he was like, because Anthony is, I guess, so nice. He doesn't like when people fight. He, he doesn't I, like confrontation. He doesn't like confrontation. And, uh, but I bet you that guy left with respect for Ron, even though Ron said what he had to say in the way he said it, because he knew that Ron was being upfront. Yeah. And that's what makes Ron, Ron. And he pulled out, he goes, get rid of your collar. We don't need the collar. Because we'll, uh, uh, he goes, uh, Anthony's all nervous. And he goes, uh, uh, I'm going to do an old Opie trick. We're going to take a call. Yeah, and then the guy's, so I'm going to do that. And Ron's like, get, get, get rid of your collar. We're going to fix this. And well, he, Ron just fixed it all like, I never thought about it, but why didn't... Uh, he's not the only one. It's not just Anthony, but there's a few people that it's their show. They don't take control. Like, if you say something stupid or someone else... You see me, I'm always like, what are you talking about? Like, you, you jump in and... It's yeah, your Ant fucking Anthony show. I don't understand why people right back up. to do that. Yeah. Of but, all people. But yeah. he... Again, that word should. He has an idea in his head, a confrontation of how he, his image wants to be. You know, he's a fan of the Johnny Carson era stuff, the Letterman stuff. So I guess he wants to get that vibe all the time and doesn't want to get to the hard-hitting questions. Not hard-hitting questions. No, but whatever. You tell Tense of, moments. Yeah. That's what it seemed, you know. Like, I know you well, and if you fuck around, I'll call you out, out on it. Right, and I guess he didn't. But and, and, and Ron even said, hey, look, man, I'm just here to be funny. Yeah, and he was. That's the only reason I'm here. And he goes, hey, you brought this man to speak? I won't even talk. Talk. Have your conversation. It what was the guy saying? He's like, what's the deal with black guys? He was saying <laughs> that Delaware used to be good when it was white, and now that it's all black and... and then yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying about, shit like that, yeah. Then Ron challenged him on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Ron. And <laughs> he said, oh, I'm sure so many black people are in the unemployment line. Look, there's a lineup. And he was, he was, the guy was pulling out his race card hard. Yeah. And Ron didn't want anything to do with it for two reasons. A, Ron's not a racist, doesn't no. want to be pulled in. And B, he's not there to have that conversation. He's there to do jokes. But then when he does a joke, the guy shits on him. Yeah. He's like, hey, I'm only here for the fucking jokes. I'm not here for Charlie Rose conversation. That's why I was good. Ron Bennington. I also did hear this though. Um, you know where they all smoke outside uh, at the high, the hotel where at the just for laughs downstairs. Yeah, yeah. So it was a new. You know he has that distinct voice. You hear it from far. So he's talking in a smoker circle, and him and whoever's with are shitting. Now I about the the rest or the places they went to restaurants. Because people were rude and assholes because they were forcing the French on them. Okay. I almost can't blame them. These people downtown in the tourist area that are complaining that people speak English. That's crazy to me. Should be fired. Yeah, that's crazy to me. Uh, You're a tourist. Like, do you really Rome, want... In Rome, at yeah. the Vatican, they speak English. Yeah. Like, come on. But man. I've had this debate. I got my French podcast. I've had this debate, and I'm telling you right now, the way the media makes it look and the way real people think is two different things. Absolutely. The, the real people understand that, especially for tourism, 
it's not good to do. They're not attacking the language. They're tourists. They're here to give their money. They yeah. might speak Chinese. It's like you're or not real. You, they can't tell the difference if you're a local. I'm, an, I'm a local Anglophone being an asshole, or or yeah. if I'm from Texas wanting to give you my money. Yeah, but that's the problem. But it's. It, it, you, it happens. It's like you have the wrong guy working at the metro, or you have the wrong cashier, and then it blows up, and you're like all of downtown. But it's not all of downtown. It's one restaurant that one fucking day with that one waitress who, who's an idiot, and then it looks bad on everyone. And then us, well, the media, like everyone, we talk about the negative thing the whole time. We're like, look at this. They don't respect tourists or whatever. But who's Mike, the they? Mike Ward, Jeremy happened once. They talked about it a thousand times. Yeah, it, that's the so, negative and, news travels more. And I felt so bad. Because I couldn't say anything. It's true. And I want Ron to like my city. You mm. know? And, yeah. um, or like the, the guy downtown selling guidebooks only written in French. The fuck you selling them to, Algerians? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Algerians, if they want them, they're going to take them. You know, um, I, I, I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get it. But the, um, um, but at the same time, I love that I speak French, you know? And, and the, more, I, the more languages you know, the better. Yo, I didn't ask you. Why are you dressed like you're going to a funeral? Oh, because the black shirt was clean. <laughs> it looks cool though. You look, you look like a, you look like a trendy Greek grandfather. It's this. It's yeah. the, it, it. It went because I had the Zorro thing. Yeah. Did you do that on purpose to match with Poseidon on the intellectuals? Because that was pretty funny too. You know, in acting class, um, that's what uh, we call. Um, uh, uh, hitting a milestone because we are now entrained. It's kind of like oh, you think when, you did it subconsciously. It's kind of like when girl roommates start ovulating and having their periods at the same time. We are uh, mirroring each other subconsciously. You think that's what happened? Yeah. So it if we be. both show up with dicks in our mouths next time, it's gonna be fucking weird. Because we're sixty-nine. So do you like your show with Poseidon? What's your what's your feel on that? I think like is too uh, weak a word. Oh. I, I love it. You love, because it's Poseidon, you love the fact that you're doing a podcast? What What about it? I feel lucky. I'll tell you why. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Bluetooth tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Bluetooth is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in discreet packaging. The process is simple. You sign up at bluechew.com, you consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find out the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. You don't like swallowing pills? No problem. They're chewable. And Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA. They're prepared direct to ship, so it's cheaper than any pharmacy. So if you could benefit from a little bit of extra confidence from time to time in the bedroom, head over to bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. Also, special offer for the podcast listeners. You head over to bluechew.com and you can try it for free. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping. Use promo code Pantelis, bluechew.com. Promo code Pantelis, you receive your first month free. You just got to pay five bucks for shipping. It's a great deal. Thanks to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. 
I uh, I obviously love the fact that I'm doing a, a podcast, which I've done a podcast in the past. The production quality is so wonderful. So that's one. Are you trying to kiss my ass? No, I'm telling you the truth. Uh, but then in the beginning, I was like, oh, am I going to get along with this? I mean, how is this going to mesh? Is it going to work? He's a nice guy. We're going to work. But the fact that the compatibility factor is there, it's like, oh, thank God. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, ah. Oh. Well, that's, I mean. That's the gift. You're both idiots, but in right. your own world. And the fact that we we not found our groove because we weren't looking for a groove is that we wanted it or I was looking for a hole a, the organically fact that I'm an idiot from the 80s and 90s and he's an idiot from the 2000s but we're still idiots but you know what you see you haven't even noticed what makes that show click because I have since I have to watch it all the fucking time <laughs> uh, it's that the it well idiot you're both idiots but you're not the same idiot it's not that you're idiots different, different different types yeah you're different types because you know forget the 2000s or the 80s because even if you were in the 2000s you have all this pop culture information you're well learned in all things music no no but you're Tarant as as Tarantino would be you know you you like you know these obscure film related stuff wrestling related stuff whereas Poseidon forget generation he doesn't know anything you can ask him a question but his own house That's and he won't know Absolutely That's what makes it work. Astounding, because you could know something could from an obscure Chinese movie that was That's filmed in I the seventies, edited so, in the eighties, and he won't know what's in his cupboard. That's where Poseidon is a gift. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's why I'm is saying. That I'm like I'm so happy that this guy ended up being my cellmate, you know, <laughs> and he has a shovel. <laughs> you are fo- you are forced to be here so that he is your cellmate. So you know, I could have been. God bless Massimo. I love Massimo. I'll love him forever. Uh, uh, I sometimes struggled with the fact that we were both this type of personality. And sometimes, you know, we would have... You're two different people, you're Massimo. No, no, but I mean interrupting conversations. Yeah. Always one-upping in a conversation. Or, or, or... And we're both passionate about what we're saying, but in the structure of conversation... It doesn't work. And and uh, I, I, Massimo would agree with me if he heard this right now. Um, so I'm I'm happy that when I'm not jacked up on Adderall and I let some people talk, we do a good show. Well, I like the Southern boys. I, I like Massimo though; he makes me laugh. Like I like hearing you guys talk. Massimo is a gem. I just like I said, we got to get Massimo to be our British specialist. He's back in Florida, right? Yeah. He left again. I believe so. Now, does he have to quarantine there too? No, because Florida's open. So, I, actually, I was looking at that this morning because I might have to go back down to Texas. So, I was uh, thinking about that. And then I realized if they're open, the good thing is going there, I don't have to waste any time as long as my tests are negative here. Coming back, the quarantine, what I'll do is because you know, the, the, Trudeau was saying forcing you to go to a hotel. I won't. I'm just going to deny it at the airport and go home. And take the ticket. You're and, allowed to do that? Because I have to go to the States too. Like yeah, very soon. Well, it depends where you have to go. I'm going to drive. Oh, that I don't think you're allowed yet to drive back. No, no. I mean, oh, as, wait, but as, you're a citizen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you're allowed, yeah. But still the quarantine shit? Uh, well, it, let's with see. my US identification passing through the Canadian border. Yeah. Will I have to quarantine? I have no idea. What am I, a fucking border, border I, security I guess cup? I'm asking out loud because I'm trying to figure that out. Now, yeah. do when I you call, come back, do you I have call to quarantine. 1-800-CANADA or 1-800-USA to find this information? I don't know. 
the like who the Canadian border or American border? It depends where you're going. Well, if you're going to the states, you care about what the Americans are going to do to you. I know that Texas is open, so I know that if I get to Texas, direct flight, I won't have to quarantine there. But on the way back, I'll have to quarantine three days or f- here two weeks. But three days in hotel, then you quarantine at home. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. I would just like I said, I'm going to so deny it. So is the hotel? What are you denying for the hotel? Because uh, they force you, I think, uh, at the airport. Unless they took it. I remember that guy. He was filmed. He did the same thing. Uh, there was a huge line, and they're basically trying to quarantine hotels. I'm gonna be like, nah, I want you can't. I'm not gonna do this. And they give you a ticket, like a three thousand dollar ticket, but you can go fight in court, and you're gonna win because there's no. I'm not. I'll quarantine at home. There's no reason. There's no difference. The only difference is that you want to charge me to stay at a hotel. Uh, I live here. Are they doing that for tourism benefit or to show worse? It's not tourism benefit. That this. that kills tourism. So. I didn't know people had the option. It, it was well, more not that they have the option, but they did it to, they're going to lose in court. They did it to yeah. They did it to deter you from flying. Right, that's that what makes they did. sense, yeah. especially during spring break. Yeah, that's, that's why, why they did it. So it might not even be valid when I go down. I'm just saying, if it was, I'm not going to lock myself because I can still work from home. So why would I stop all the everything that I'm doing? Are you going to have a steak? Like to eat a steak? Fuck yeah, in Texas. Oh, I actually, I'm gonna eat steak tonight. All I'm gonna eat in Texas is steak. Tonight I'm making steak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have one waiting for me in that fridge. You know the uh, salt and pepper. That's it, right? You know that movie. Um, you know what I put on? Do you want to know what I started putting on my Absolutely. steak? Absolutely. Joe Beef uh, spices. Oh, okay, yeah, I believe. Well, I trust Herbs. those. I trust those guys. I try. Yeah. I trust because normally, like I've learned this. This you, you only have to be in a restaurant to learn uh, a good cut of meat. Salt pepper. Doesn't need much, yeah. Salt but pepper, temperature, cooked properly, and you let it sit. Can I tell you but, what I've been doing? Uh, a shittier cut of meat, a more something good. Then you start with the spices. Let me tell you what I'm doing. I take the pan out, put it on, heat it up, put some olive oil in there. All right? Just a bit, and not max heat, medium heat. It's just getting a little bit hot, right? Then I take the, the slab of meat. Now, now you're this. You're talking steak. rib steak? Yeah. Rib steak's the best. So, and I put uh, those uh, Joe Beef spices side to side. Then when it starts cooking, I start pouring lemon over it. Okay. And I put lemon on each side. Okay. Lemon or lime. Either one works. Uh, different taste. The acidity. Good. Yeah, yeah. Lemon does not stop there. Once it's about to be done, you know, I'm in the last like two minutes of cooking or whatever. Put some more lemon in there. It cooks with the oil, with everything. Then when I'm done, I take out the steak, put it, leave it on the plate. It's got some lemon juices in there. It's got the spices. It is delicious. That leaving on the plate move is imperative. Yeah, because that's when it'll start cooling down. It'll suck in everything. Yeah. Um, Pino Perillo is also, and uh, he goes to Texas a lot, and he's also. Oh, this has nothing to do with Texas. I this is just me, what I do. I don't a, even know if they put lemon on Pino's Texas. a meat, a meat guy. Yeah. Um, the meat out of the fridge has to be room temperature, preferably, or close to it. Uh, and... Um, I watched the Gordon Ramsay one, and I tried this one. And at the end, he's talking about frying pan, not barbecue. And barbecue, it's got to be with charcoal, not gas. But uh, in frying pan, the when you do the lemon move, right at the end, even one little square of butter. On I top. never put, I've seen people I, I do it, it tastes good. I, 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 I've I, never I, put butter on it, my It on my makes meat. a sheen and a glistening and a... a, a, a butter is... One of the number one secrets of a good restaurant, I swear. I know, but uh, the reason why I'm avoiding all that stuff is just to lose weight. So I avoid butter, butter, sugar, butter, I avoid butter, all that shit. This is what I believe is the, pro- the 
I was when I was in the best shape of my life, I was eating more butter than anybody can imagine. I, I believe it's it's programmed in our brain that whole margarine butter shit. It's bullshit. It's butter is good for you. Mm. It takes it takes two, three it takes a very small process to make butter, which at the closest it is to fresh. Butter is just milk made into butter. You know what I mean? Uh it's the it's the processed stuff that kills you. I guarantee sugar, but but I do I eat butter I eat it like a like a chocolate bar, and I do my blood work and all my arteries are a okay. Do they ever give you IQ tests? What? <laughs> you ever done an IQ test? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, really? No, I am. <clears throat> Most people are not. I've done an IQ test years ago. I did the. Most people there are There was an smart. event. There was like a. CBS television event in yeah. the early 2000s about test America tests its IQ where everybody in America did the test live at the same time. It was one of those. I movies. guarantee you everyone in America didn't do it. And um, it was kind of like when David Copperfield would be like, you at home could do the magic trick. Count one to hear that shit. And um, I didn't do that well, but I was also. Do you remember where you were at? Yeah. I, Cocomelo did well. He was in the next room. <laughs> But uh, I, no, no, I I mean, do you remember like what uh, score I, wise, like you're in the one fifties, no, no, I don't remember. But I, I'm bright. I'm not smart. I guess that because I don't even know. Here's the other thing I was thinking of when we had done it when we were young with my with my buddy. We were trying when it was done. We're like, oh fuck, we got high scores. But then we're like, well, how is this calculated? Because there's a lot of shit I don't know, and there's a lot of shit that he knows that I don't know. But he scored. Lower than me. How does that make sense? I think the I think it was um, a, problem solving. That's what it was. So it doesn't really mean you're smarter. Maybe you're better in a, in a pinch. You're resourceful. I am resourceful, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm smarter than anyone else. That's what the scientists say when it mean they're meaningless. Is that if you happen to be like my ex, for example, yeah, is a natural problem solve. Like a Sudoku for her is fun. That's why she's an actuary. But she has terrible taste in men. I her see what you're saying. Her I see. math skills yeah. are like the way I could quote fucking scent of a woman. It's just yeah. nothing. Me, math, I, I'm sweating. I have to like, it feels like l'école. Yeah. Uh, people are different. But IQ, it also depends which one. Because you, you could do YouTube. Look at the bright side. Our IQ test. Are you a psychopath? You know. Oh, that's a yeah. personality test. There's those. But... I believe if you have to take the legit one, you would have to go to Mensa. Yeah. Mensa's the geniuses of the world. Yeah. And you would have to take their test. That's probably the... No, no, but even that, what I'm saying is, because McGill University even had uh, IQ tests. Um, it's it's more of, it doesn't, what I'm trying to say is that even though you score high, the only way, maybe if you score really low, because some of the really low was like you're, you're mentally retarded or something, but that's like really low. I don't think, th I think there's a certain level where you reach there where even if you're in that super high percentile, it doesn't mean that you're smarter or less smart or anything. I, you're just good at that one problem solving skill that that other person didn't have, but they can be so much better at you than at other things. So that's, that's what I mean. But now let me add another part yeah. to this equation because ever since the 70s, this whole new age movement jumped in and people talked about energy and aura. Yeah. Uh, have you ever heard vibration like that's a low vibrating person you could see they're not and the people that flutter and vibrate really 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 fast they're on another level it almost what is that who how do you calculate that 
I'm talking about you know, you know it's some hippie shit. You know, on PBS, you see that guy in the Bill Cosby sweaters, the the Doctor Wayne Cosby? Wayne Dyer. I don't know. He wrote the, your erroneous zones. Um, Anyways, but these are the type of people that tell you um, what you, you have. A, you have self, a halo. You have an aura. The self help section. But I'm saying this also comes into play a little bit. You know. Um, Sometimes you could be an idiot, but but your charm gets you places, or your quick yeah, wit, yeah. your quick wit will get you to where you want to be. But I think I've used wit and charm more I, than I, intelligence. I think an idiot that knows exactly what he wants to do and is doing it and not hurting anybody is probably better off than a genius who's not doing what he wants to do. That's me. I'm the idiot who's just doing what he wants to do. That's it. There's a book we had to read in school uh, called Flow. F L O W or uh, its predis- uh, its second book called Finding Flow, mm. and Flow basically uh, is um, like describing when Michael Jordan was just hitting those three pointers that just had a perfect game. He was in the zone, yeah, where you lose concept of time and space, yeah. and you are just there. That happens. That's called flow. And this author believed that when you're in flow, that is when you're in Zen. That's when you can have your best life, your happiest life. And well, that's bullshit. And flow doesn't necessarily mean you're the richer guy in Beverly Hills. It, he described a man that every day would go home and uh, fix his his fountain and rock garden. And that guy had a good life. I have issues with what you said. I is the flow, book. the zone, because I've had the in the zone moments on stand up and when I'm playing sports. You have these moments where you, you're at your highest level. It's almost out of body. It's and you're, everything. It's, you're, it's this. Yeah, but you can't maintain that as a lifestyle. No, that well, happens well, in no. limited. Right, right. That's that's. These are little, you know, gifts from God. Yeah, and you get them now, at very specific moments. He's I talking, think it's adrenaline based. What he's talking about is his beliefs on how to make more of them happen. Okay. And how to get there based on his research, Nicholas. Last name you can't pronounce. Yeah. It's a Pretty sure it's, it's full of shit. It's quite, but look, the reason I think he's not is the teacher who told us to read it, I was highly, constantly in highly, the zone. Highly respect. He taught at Juilliard. He taught Edie Falco, Stanley Tucci. He taught Gene Hackman. This guy knows what we're talking about. It doesn't mean shit. A lot of smart people or important people are also Scientologists. It doesn't mean shit. I don't care what group they're, they're in. I have to agree with you there. Yeah. I think Tom Cruise is so smart, yet he could be so stupid. I, you know, what I we mean? all are. We're all the yeah. same. We're, that's what I'm telling you: is we're all dummies. Ah, yeah. Just different levels of dummies. Yeah, yeah, we're all full of shit. It's just a matter of who's showing it more. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, um, <laughs> what I've noticed also is the hustle. So you're the perfect person to speak to about this. So I was reading about in Canada, more and more people are trying to discover side hustles. For money, for, and the side hustles. When I was like, "What is a side hustle?" Uh, we we invented it. Uh, but the Italians and Greeks. But you know how they're describing the side hustle? They're describing the side hustle as um, sell merch online, start maybe your own YouTube channel. Start. I was like, "That's the, not a side hustle." That's not a side hustle because I was like, "Wait, that could be um, a hobby in the that beginning." Is a, that is a pacifist, lazy approach to side hustle. Yeah. Side hustle is I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty. Exactly. On Tuesday nights, I wash dishes. Exactly. That to me is a side hustle. I got to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to do this, to make extra cash. That's Uh, the side hustle. Side hustle is uh, at the very least uh, between six and 9 p.m. I Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, uh, a side hustle would be if you are an electrician working for an electrician company, after you've finished your shift, you have some private house calls. That's a side hustle. Because if your side hustle is starting a YouTube channel, that's just a hobby. Because when you start a YouTube channel, you're not making any money. So it's not a hustle. You're, you're losing time. <laughs> Those are people that watch the commercials saying, hey, guys. You joined my program. Yeah. I made with $1,000. I'm showing profits of $50,000. Yeah. Just watch my system. That's who that targets. You know what I saw that might interest you? You know who is my being pillow. inducted into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame this year? Your friend Eric Bischoff. That's good. Yeah. I normally think all that stuff is stupid, all of the award shows for anything, especially wrestling, but I agree with this. Eric Bischoff. Will go He's down, important in wrestling history. Go down history. in history, yeah, as being the guy. I I I forgot. I used to know the number, but like for 132 weeks, was number one. Made wrestling. Yeah, I forgot how many weeks it was. Whatever yeah. the hell it was for that period, he did it. It was all him. Yeah. He had a truckload of money from Turner. He had a vision. He did it. No one could take it away from him. It was Night once Wars. he started with the Vince Russo and the Hulk Hogan saying, no, I'm not going to lose to him. I'm not going to lose to him. I'm not going to And then... You're a guinea. How do you feel Kevin, about Russo? Ke Kevin Nash. How do you feel about Russo? Breaking Goldberg's streak was stupid. Uh, Russo... I can't tell where the guy begins and where the kayfabe ends. Really? I think he's... You think this all a work? I think he's he's in, he's born and raised work. He's He steps into character when he leaves the house and in every email and every message. He's his own guy. He knows who he is. He's the most hated writer that's still... Hey, he's, a, he's a heel writer. It's He's the character of Vince Russo. I bet you, like Gavin McGinnis there, on a Sunday, the guy's with his kids and nice and everybody's nice. You think it's fake? All fake. You wouldn't get to that level of being the head writer in a wrestling promotion like that. If but you he's were. not doing anything now. No, 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 but he was hired. They knew the I knew the name Vince Russo before Mr. McMahon was even invented. Yeah. The nerds in the bar would talk about that, that would wave to the ref. You know, I knew. So Vince Russo knows what the fuck he's doing. I like Cornette. I think he's hilarious. Jim Cornette. Um, this new show, which... Remember I told you I was, I was writing something about... Uh, well, no, I like that Cody Rhodes knows what he's doing. Oh, obviously. Um, that sh Young Rock. I haven't watched it. I love... You know how when the, the universe uh, presents you stuff, you know, it, it looks like what, what I told you about that script I had written. It looks visually like so. I it's like I was I'm 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 on a trend here subconsciously. It looks like what I had envisioned. It, it, it I didn't want this wrestling script to take place anywhere near today. I wanted it to take place in this certain era when wrestling was on the posters. Like yeah, yeah. it was a whole other you know the Paul Sauvé Arena and the La Lutte and uh, and Young Rock looks like that. It's very well made. Well, that's because he talks about, I guess, his family, his father, his grandfather, so they'll touch on those eras. But is it any good? Is the show enjoyable? It's, he's not embarrassing himself, so to speak. It's a good he, show. Yeah. And is The Rock actually in it? Modern day rock. He's uh, the wonder. He's the voice. Okay, he's the voice. The Wonder Years thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He talk, remember The Wonder the Years? The guy who plays his father is exactly Rocky Johnson. He's fantastic. The voice of The Wonder Years. Yeah, um, the guy with the mole in uh, Austin Powers. Wait, 
No, was he the voice? Fred no, Savage. No, 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 Fred Savage was the star. He, he wasn't was the, the voice. He was the kid in the movie The Wizard. Oh, the, oh it was um, Daniel Stern. It was Daniel Stern, yeah, yeah, yeah. from Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. He I remember that. Do, do, do you even know, like, do people know now what The Wonder Years is? Because it's a whole different generation. You know what? It still holds up. And I think I saw one of those BuzzFeed or Watch Mojo Top 10 or something like that. And I think they gave praise to that show. That was a good show. It's it's it found. You know how Friends got this new fucking millennials watching it. Wonder Years found because it was set in a time that never changed. So, and it was quite accurate and good, and uh, it holds up. I've been watching Three's Company lately. It's been in the background for me. I've been laughing. I've been fucking remembering some old gags. It's a farce. Three's Company is like watching a play. Everybody there is a theater actor. So you want to see a play on a sitcom? Three's Company is it. The they're acting. Oh, yeah, big. that's John. What's his name? John Ritter. Yeah, where he had to pretend he was gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, it's on YouTube every fucking night. They have eight hour marathons on it. Cause I I I put Seinfeld on the shelf sometimes because I overplay it. And Do you I, remember Nick at Night? Yeah, yeah. What did you watch there? The See, they have shows, a they had boy, boy Meets World, Family Matters guy. I remember that's, that's your age. I remember Boy Meets World and Family Matters. I watched both those shows. I knew that. I like both a those. Bit shows. younger than me. Yeah, I like both those shows. I think I prefer Fred Family Savage's Matters. Savage's brother. Yeah, I think I prefer Family Matters more. Um, it was for me. Uh, it was more iconic. Like I think I watched all of uh, Family Matters, and I remember uh, like Urkel turning into Stefan, and when I, they would go to Disneyland, and I they would got do to all the meet the yeah. grandmother. Who you meet these random fucking people? I I, I worked on a documentary as an, a production assistant about the old retirement home of actors in New Jersey, and I saw a lot of who's who's of, and she was there, Rosetta Lenoir, she was waving at me. It's you Where, know you just said that and you made me, you know, contemplate my own demise one day. It's strange to think about that. Like, cause you, you know, you're talking about the actor's retirement home. It's strange to think about you're here now, you're healthy, you're young, you're doing things, you're dominating the world. doesn't matter who you are. One day you will be a frail little raisin. Do you fight it or do you go there? You can't fight it. That's the other thing is you can never fight it. It is inevitable. That's right. I no, think no, that's what gives people I mean anxiety. Fight, fight it. I mean, do you cope with it or have the anxiety I think it depends how you get old. Like there's, like there was one guy that if you're bedridden behind you, his hospital bed, he had pictures of all the famous people he ever met. You know, no, that's fine. You can have your shrines. Yeah. I think it's more about physical and mental. So, because there's there's old guys that I know or old women that I know that are fucking perfectly healthy. Like they're just old, but they're fine. You know, they live. They have their senses. To you know, they could they could be independent. That's fine. I think the problem is when you can't take care of yourself, and I think that's when you become sad. Yeah, I'd and, rather. I'd rather. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like my parents. Um, they're that generation. Once they stop, they die. It's waking up with a purpose. Yeah. I got to install that door today. I got to do stuff. I had to go, you know, it's a purpose, purpose. Wake up with purpose. But You think old guys are, when we're old, there's going to be a podcast for us? Absolutely. There's going to be the old guy podcast. Welcome to the Vandalis podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Jim's Bedpans. Yeah. I'll be, Welcome to the podcast. What? What is that? All Shut up, Poseidon. Keep quiet in the corner. Just me yelling. Yeah, and the, 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 this uh, live read has been brought to you by Catheters or Us. Yeah, let's Cat talk about these stupid kids these days. Stop using your lasers to blow <laughs> yeah. up cats in the neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, do you remember cats? They're extinct. Hoverboards. 
Dangerous, yeah. <laughs> dangerous nuisance. Or, yeah. President Mike Tyson said, "Yeah, yeah. Um, we I should do a parody sketch of uh, with prosthetics of me in the future doing a, a old man I podcast." I told you, I gotta bring him on, man. I have the number one prosthetics guy. Yeah, bring him on. I, Eric, Eric, uh, what's up, Eric? Oh man, I gotta bring. He's so cool. This guy decapitated me, and fuck, it looked like me. Um. I was talking, you were talking about Family Matters. I remember one stupid, you know, that was a spinoff of Perfect Strangers. It, it was? So I remember Perfect Strangers. Balky and Larry had the sassy elevator working security guard lady, um, the black lady. Okay, I remember that. And her husband was a cop. That's Family Matters' wife. And Oh, so they continued. She, she always had the, the, the sassy thing to say. Uh, I forgot her name, Henrietta or whatever. And then they did Family Matters. And Urkel was uh, a surprise breakout star. He wasn't yeah. meant to be. No, and, he was. He was supposed to be the, the annoying neighbor. And then the, the 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 a lot of the actors were starting to get annoyed that he was getting the spotlight. I heard that, yeah. Uh, but Reginald Vell Johnson, uh, the diehard cop, was always a cop. That guy, um, out of nowhere, I saw that. First of all, I remember one episode where he was a high school reunion. And he was scared that he was going to be too fat to run into all his friends. But then when it finally happens, his friends are three times fatter than him. <laughs> I remember that. But um, uh, he showed up in, I didn't even, couldn't even know this existed. Uh, Crocodile Dundee 4, <laughs> which came out last year. Okay. Stars Paul Hogan and Family Matters. I thought Paul Hogan was dead. No. And Family Matters' father. Really? And I think he's gay. Really? I didn't know that either. Or I think he's Wait, Paul gay Hogan or family member? No, no. Paul Hogan has like nine kids. Yeah. Uh, Paul Hogan got divorced like last year. The guy's like 77. And he got divorced to that girl from um, Crocodile Dundee. Any reason why they got divorced at that late age? She left. Uh, I don't know. I didn't ask him. Next time I'll ask him, I'll say, why... Uh, why just Sheila leave? That's they call, a they spoon. Girls, they call girls Sheila's. That's a Sheila. Is that a derogatory term no. or just ladies? Like it's like when we say ladies. A chick. Really? A Sheila? Yeah. What if the girl's name is Sheila? Isn't that going to get confusing? Then she's a cunt. <laughs> no, I don't know. And cunt is a term of affection. Come here, you cunt. I love yeah. you. Yeah. I got to stop talking about Australia too. It's too much. It's a bit much. Yeah. I want to talk about Is like, your like did you fall in love there or something and you left something behind? Like what's going on? You're obsessed with I Australia. have such close good family there. Like when I go there I feel that same familiarity of like when I go to my parents' house. Interesting. And and it's weird. And yet I also have that in Italy. You probably have that in Greece. Like you have memories as child in Greece. Sure. So when you go back, you go back to moments. It's like, oh, I remember this. You'll almost see a reoccurring stranger in Greece that you saw 30 years ago. I have moments. In, there's, and there's spots in Greece where I really, really feel good. And that cousin, where you left him in 1988, is exactly where you're going to find him. That's funny. That's true. Yeah, I have, I have a family like that there. Italy's like in, in the piazza in front of the bar, coffee, same pants, cigarette. Yeah. Nursing that one beer for six hours. But they all seem calm. Different life. Different life. But I couldn't live there. I could spend months there. I couldn't live there in Italy. I've or come Europe. to terms with that. Um, the clo In Europe, the closest I could live to feel a bit familiar would probably be Brit. I would never. Northern Europe, I can't do that. It's too, they're too cold. But, but to see 
if I would have to go to I, Europe, I'd go to Greece and I would I, work my I, way into I, working from the soccer team I love. And uh, Phalanx FC. I like Athens. Okay. So that, you like that's that I, I know do. Phalanx? Phalanx FC. Uh, that's not a real thing. Uh, George Muzakiotis' favorite team. Uh, so I was privileged enough to have seen a lot of the Italian communities around the world. And I, as somebody who's a curious person, I urge anyone else, if they have the opportunity to do that, to do it. It's so weird to see the, how the Italians are there. Like, go see Greeks in Astoria and then comparing Greeks in Astoria versus the Greeks in Park X. Versus oh, it's the, different. And, and it's so weird. It's so weird. And, and I've, I, I, fascinating part of my life. It was fascinating to me. I remember being in New York with Mike and we, went, we were eating at a, a Greek restaurant. Uh, I think Daniel Torado was there too. Actually, twice when we were there with Toronto, we went to Greek restaurants in Astoria, I think. Um, and it was just weird meeting the Greeks there and speaking to them in Greek. And their Greek is the same, but their English is New York. Y- there's that. or like the, Instead of saying cafe, they'll say coffee. Coffee, you know, some coffee. There's that. But, but in Greek. You yeah, know, the, like, the weird thing was, because here sometimes you'll, like, they speak Greek properly here. Not everyone, but you'll find people that speak Greek. There's no accent. I can't, if they're only speaking to me in Greek... There's some people that you won't know whether they're from Greece or they were born here, which is good because that's what I like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in New York, I remember there was one person, I think he owned the restaurant. This guy was a Greekster from Greece. So I was having fun talking with him and he thought I was an immigrant from Greece. And then there was a younger guy who I started talking to in Greek and then his accent, the New York accent was cutting in. And I was like, oh, this is so weird because I'm but hearing a guy speak Greek in an accent, but comical. I've never heard yeah. this accent. So now, it, was, imagine- it felt like he was, mim- like he was, he was mocking me. But he did. He wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't it was just his accent. But imagine uh, uh, an Australian talking like this, and then when he speaks Italian, he sounds like Papu. It's weird. It doesn't make yeah. sense. That that kind of stuff. Well, it's like the first time I ever saw like uh, Yanni Adetokumbo speak Greek. It was weird to me. It's it's how like we're yeah. But yet, you'll go to an Italian festival, and it's like you're in Saint Leonard. Even the old people are dressed the same. Yeah, yeah. It's like they all go to the same doily store. Like you're like, what the? Yeah. I like, I like, I like. Uh, there's Astoria for some reason. I don't know. I liked it. Astoria is a great place to live. Yeah, I liked it. The, um, that's where they wanted to build the uh, Amazon. The Amazon. And um, Cortez said, "No." Oh, you're talking about the factory. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, she fucked It was going to be in Long Island City, which is the little island just before Astoria, but it is, in essence, Astoria. But I think in the end, she won. Like, like, she, like she ended up being right. Not at all. Something like that. Or no. sh- at least she spit out a video like that. Really? No, she was completely Something. wrong. She, she didn't know how taxes work. Uh, they, they, were giving, they were supposed to give Amazon an incentive to open up that factory there, right? The incentive was tax breaks. So that they can open up there, they'll create like thousands of new jobs. She put out a video, which people made fun of her because she know what tax breaks were. She said, why would we give money to Amazon to come here? We're not going to give them all those tax dollars. Oh, okay. She sounded and then, and, like, yeah, oh, my and then God. People this were like, like, no, 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 no. Those millions of dollars are not being given to them. Yeah. They're tax breaks so they could build these facilities university? here. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. the people that are working there are still going to pay. All the taxes, okay. yeah, are still so going to. She really came across like an idiot. Yeah. And when, and then Amazon <laughs> said, we don't want to deal with this. This girl's fucking stupid. stupid. So yeah. they built it somewhere else. So her like basically the people that's what sucks is that the people that would have needed those jobs that needed those jobs that would have benefited got fucked over because of her I think what, ideological what her point issue. was something along the lines of 
wherever it went now, more jobs were created. So she was right or something like that. Well, no, because wherever it went, it went now, those yeah. people got jobs. Your people that you're some, representing yeah. didn't get the jobs. Literally job. in your um, writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't be like, look, I, did, I had the cure for cancer. I didn't give it to my mother. But... It doesn't matter because right now they were correct that cure worked on other people. It's like, yeah, but your mother that needed the you cure, say, you didn't give it to her. You say cure for cancer. I think the movie Medicine Man with Lorraine Bracco and Sean Connery. Because, um, by the way, I know it might be new to her, but everyone does that. When they're even here in Montreal, we still yeah. do it with video oh, games. Of course. That's why they open up video game um, companies here. We give crazy benefits, not just uh, the movies incentives, here. yeah, not just incentives, tax breaks, but also um, breaks on people's salaries. So I remember when I was in video games, a portion of new hire salaries were uh, paid by the government. So you didn't even have the... the but it turned yeah. out good. I mean, Ubisoft is good. But that's what I'm saying is the reason why that's done is not because they're like, oh my God, let's do Amazon or someone a favor. It's because long-term, yeah, it's she's better. Yeah, too stupid to yeah, see that. Long-term, it's better because now um, you have more people employed, uh, more <laughs> income coming in. You're not paying people to be on unemployment because now they're actually employed. More money circulating. You may And people pay taxes on their wages anyway. Do you know that you every... Make that money. Every box of macaroni and cheese made in Canada is made on Cote, on here on Cotelias. It, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, that's amazing. I haven't eaten craft dinner in years because it's <coughs> bad for you, but um, it's all toxic shit. It really is. Like yeah. that that color yellow has a number in it. Yeah, yeah no, no, it's all to the, we know. It's yellow tired. number two. Um, <coughs> what about Cuomo? They were because uh, I, I, I I try to stay away from the news, but. They don't like him. He's out. Well, Cuomo killed a lot of old people. He killed a lot of old people. And, and then uh, he started sexually harassing people. What about the New York economy? Well, Everyone, it's, There's still a massive exodus. Well, yeah. Well, when New York is mostly closed and you can't work, what do you want people to do? The economy is going to suffer. No, but what are your thoughts on the long term? Like, is are they going to vote him? Are they going to blame him? Are they going to start everybody remotely working? Is real estate prices going to shoot down in New York? Well, what do you? I'm gonna, you just asked me eight different fucking questions. Sorry, and I, I'm not a specialist in any of those fields. All I can tell you is, as an adult that's lived, if you don't have money to pay your bills, and your neighbor doesn't have money to pay his bills, and his neighbor out. doesn't have money to pay his bills, there's going to be problems. At the very least, there's going to be problems. What's this? What a fourteen hundred bucks. What? That's what they give. They gave fourteen hundred bucks the stimulus once, right? When? How long ago was that? Uh, like a couple of weeks ago, they started giving it out. But even that, you give as a country, you give fourteen hundred dollars after a year of this, people raked up a way, way larger debt than fourteen hundred dollars. I, I, I don't know who said it, but I heard it maybe on a podcast or something. But if you would have bought with that fourteen hundred bucks Bitcoin, you would have would have been like the only solution because like, well, that's how little yeah, that money but is but also even that it's, it's a stupid analogy because the $1,400 no, I mean, just the, came now the, the, if you wanted to win in Bitcoin it would have I think yeah. what he meant was you take $1,400 a year ago yeah that's what he meant yeah th then it would have been uh, it would have been better I mean Bitcoin is what everyone's going in now I saw Schultz uh, tweeted I know where the guichet is it's right here it's five minutes away we have one here I could bring you to the guichet I've deposited and taken out it's on here really you know where the ice cream is on Hennebrasa? No. Between my pl between the is it in a motel? No, between the Societe Automobile there near the under near my. Place. Oh, I know exactly where that is. Near, yeah, from between that and Rue Saint Laurent. Really, it's a Chinese deafener on the Guin side. And you just go, you scan your phone. Yeah, the thing comes out. You're you're there's a barcode in your phone. Do you do your codes? And I put in cash. And it converts it to uh, how, it, how much could Bitcoins. Give you, could give you 10 grand if you want. 
No, no, but I'm saying I put cash in the machine. And it tells you where you, how much percentage of a Bitcoin you have. Interesting. It's great. And the guy, when you call the 1-800 number, a guy answers or a girl answers right Why away. Why would you call the number? I um, Does it normally take half an hour? I accidentally pressed this. Now, am I going to get it in two hours? Because I've tried to pay for the faster express. Oh, it takes hours? I thought you'd just go no. scan my fucking phone. It's like a train. You could take the slow train, the medium train, the fast. You want your money now? You want it half an hour? Or you want it in an hour? Why wouldn't minutes? I want my money now? Maybe some people will be like, fuck, I'll save the money. I'll take the money tomorrow. There's that option. What a stupid option. I'm at a fucking Chinese depreneur. Give me my money if I pulled out money. Imagine doing that in ATM. Come pick it up tomorrow. That's crazy. Anyway, there's anyway. a Bitcoin ATM five-minute drive away from here if you want one. So, Guido, I even asked people on the channel to vote. When do they want the intellectuals to come out? And I think 70% of the people have stated... I'll come out right now. I'm gay. No, they want it. They want to maintain Thursdays at 8 p.m. Do we like so the... So we're keeping the, that are, are, You know, Poseidon, this is the... That's some big shoes, man. That's uh, Cheers, Seinfeld. That's must-see TV. That's big sh Thursday night. Thursday night, yeah, back in the day, yeah, you you have that you have that on your shoulders. We have that time slot. Friends was on at eight p.m. Thursday nights on this channel on YouTube and wherever you're listening to this, same thing. We're releasing the audio on Thursdays. Also, uh, the intellectuals comes out. Guido Grasso and Poseidon annoy you for roughly an hour's time. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/Pantelis to get exclusive content such as. In Bed with Poseidon, which is every Saturday live at four p.m. We're also releasing audio of that to everyone. Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, and a French version is coming soon. We have Les decided no, not of the intellectuals <laughs> of, of in bed, and we have decided we have decided on a great French title, uh, which Annabelle came up with, and it's a very good one. I'm not going to spoil it now. The French now fans will see it. Wouldn't be a direct translation. It would be it means the same. Thing. No, no, it's not a direct translation at all. Yeah. It just works. It yeah. works, and it it's works. funny. Good, good. Yeah, it works with the names. It's, it's always like that with French, where it's not. You, you can't be a direct translation. Follow Guido Grasso online. Links are in the description. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He rarely checks any of them, but still follow him. Null. On Patreon right now, there's a special going on for the next couple of days. If you sign up for a yearly boss tier, you get merch right away. You get a t-shirt right away. So there's no way to buy merch. I know you're asking. I've seen the emails. I've seen the tweets. I've read the Discord. The We're not selling it. The, the closest thing you could get to getting a shirt right away is that. That's the closest guarantee I could give you. So that's it. That's all you're going to no. get. And uh, go fuck yourself. Do you rest? Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.